Take the money and run. Coming here with a brand new Stir the Pod podcast show. I'm your host, Trevor, and tonight we are joined by Andy. Andy, how are you doing tonight? What up, what up? And we are also joined by Alex. Alex, how are you doing tonight? Yo, yo, yo. And we are here, episode 18. Episode 18 of the Challenge Battle for a New Champ. We have made it. Finale part one on V-Day. I mean, it doesn't get much better than this. Spending Valentine's Day with the STP, AWLs, like, it doesn't get much better than this. I couldn't have said it better. God, you guys are speechless. I know Alex hasn't spoken weeks. So, thoughts on tonight's episode, Alex? Watch it. I uh, On tonight's episode, I liked it. I mean, I think it's just the classic today's era of the challenge where you have part one of a finale, sometimes part two, part three, um, and part one just isn't that great. I mean, we had Jay getting sent home, which I know we'll spend a lot of time on. Um, I, I thought it was good. I just think there's still too many people left. There's too many combinations and chaos to like, keep track of and everything. But I thought overall it was a pretty solid move the chains type episode. I just wish we would have gone into next week with – four or five people instead of six. Andy, thoughts on tonight's EP? Um, I agree. I mean, we'll, we'll talk format and whatnot. I think it kind of let us down here, just as a little teaser. Um, but I, I agree with what Alex was saying, but that's what happens when you bring what? How many people started this final? Like six or seven? Seven. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what happens when you bring too many people to start the final. Yeah, I mean, and I want to I want to listen. I want to say to the giant elephant in the room, um, Adam Eto's not on tonight. Uh, I see it in the chat. Um, didn't want to join. Obviously, he's not in the chat either. Um, didn't want to do his solo pod punishment. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, Andy and I brought it up last week. I think the Anissa's Legends Tour is his punishment. Alex, thoughts on that? I know you really uh, – did you even listen to the pod last week to hear about us talking? I, I, I did, and I like I liked the punishment. I think the best part about it is – and you mentioned this on the pod um, – is that it's giving us content. It's giving us you know more content that we can listen to. It would be a great off-season pod for Mito's to do. And I think we're all on the same page of we're going to enforce it. You know, if he wants to come on for the reunion show, next season preview show, whatever, like he's got to, you know, he's got to do his time. Because like you said, Trev, you have to make the punishment worse since he's choosing not to do his original punishment tonight. So I I think it's a great idea. Thank you. So 
Let's dive right in tonight's episode. I don't know how long of a pod this is going to be. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say one last touch on Mito's. The initial feedback was that he's not going to do it. And if he's not going to do it, you guys aren't going to see him on here. Like Alex said, plain and simple. It's not going to be back and forth. You know, we don't negotiate with terrorists. So he knows his terms and he has to either agree to them or we're back to the three man with maybe some guests joining us along the way. Exactly. Back to the maybe even back to the two man at this stage. <laughs> so let's dive right in tonight's episode. Um, Pre finale, we got TJ walking in the club. Hey, we're going to the final, baby. I mean, this kind of brought back old challenge vibes, I would say. Um, I almost wish there was like a true location change. I think that, I think what it was, it was always the before the last elimination where we would just completely go. I mean, hell, they were in like Argentina and then they would fly to like Iceland. Like, it's just a complete nightmare of travel situation. But, uh, what what do you what do you guys think about that? Do you miss that? Do you miss that little change up, or are you fine with kind of the hey, let's just keep it in one remote place and that's about it? I think I I like it, but I'll let Andy go because I feel like he brought up the location change on some sort of Mount Rushmore or off season pod. I I bulge at the location change. It's just so smirky. I mean, they go from middle of nowhere, insert country here, to middle of nowhere, insert country here. It's just kind of awesome. I've always thought it's a staple of the show and specifically a staple of either the finale or like the episode one, when there's one more episode to go before the finale. In my mind, it makes it very real. And you usually get a couple smirky either reactions or comments of, you know, we're going to Hungary. I'm not that hungry or where's that? Or is that in America? I mean, you just get some smirky comments like that, that are always fun to, to watch. Yeah. But you're missing one important part, Andy, before you even get to the hungry part, you get the part, Hey guys, I got a message from TJ on my T-Mobile sidekick. Like, I mean, that fired me up. Like, they, they, all, they all throw the pillows at them. <laughs> yeah. A banana sky. Is it safe to say, that T-Mobile no longer sponsoring the challenge is what took the sidekick out of business? Some might say. Um, let me go this route with you. And I'm thinking of the throwing of the piano or the pianos, throwing of the pillows. And this might get a little off the rails, but do you guys remember? I remember this. I think this was like, one of the early stages of God, we didn't record during this time, did we? Dirty Thirty, when when they showed the clip of Dario throwing the pillow or whatever at the the pictures during the trailer, and they never showed that clip, and we hyped that clip up so much, and it was never played. I know exactly what you're talking about because he like threw it at the big wall that they showed in like every episode, and it knocked shit down. Yeah, and they never we we <laughs> I I I think. I think we literally said, oh, Dario can't be eliminated yet because this still hasn't happened. And he, they never showed that clip. And I think we I think we maybe even got uh, like an Instagram live confirmation from him where I, I think I maybe commented and said, asked him about it. And he just said like, 
it was after like a daily challenge and he lost. So he was mad. And like, that was it. Like it wasn't a fight or anything like that. And we were just piping it up for like six months. Pipe that up as one of the biggest moments in challenge history almost. And it never happened. I mean, if, if any BME producers are listening, um, if you can please send us that clip, like DM us on Twitter. Uh, Andy, what was our Twitter again? Um, stir the pod. There we go. There we go. Not stir dot the dot pod. Just stir dot the dash pad underscore. Yeah, a little exclamation at the end. Yeah, n- nothing like that. Straight up stir the pod. So, uh, so yeah, back, back. Let's get back on the tracks. Uh, and after TJ with the whole club situation, we kind of had the letters from home, which I thought was kind of a cool part of tonight's episode. Um, you know, it was cool to see everybody's kind of like backstory a little bit. Uh, obviously some were way more emotional than some. So like, uh, thoughts on this, is this something we want to see moving forward or no? I, I thought it was a cool idea. I mean, it was nice to see all that. Everyone um, got a little extra juice before the final, aside from Berna, um, which just objectively watching this show was hilarious. Like, it's, you know, it's kind of sad and whatnot, and we don't know what's going on back home for. But again, objectively viewing this, hilarious. Yeah. Alex, anything? I I, I liked it a lot. Um, I feel like it's something that, I feel like other reality TV shows like do something similar to this where they like bring in a family member towards the end, but I don't know if the challenge has ever done something like this. Um, so I like the idea. I almost wish that if they were to do it again, I would, and I'm kind of surprised they didn't do it this time to do like a video message to where like each person walks into the little secret room, you know, and plays a message from Narisa's mama and like they cycle through and so, like, instead of, you know, things on a paper, which is, is like, obviously a more personal thing, but, like, you be, like us as viewers kind of getting, like, the chance to see what they say would be a little more impactful. But overall, I, I definitely enjoyed it. So you're thinking more of, like, the interstellar Matthew McConaughey in front of the camera seeing all the videos come through, ask, you know, the giant tears rolling down. I know Alex is a big movie guy and has seen that movie, right? Exactly. Yeah, you haven't seen shit. Um, All right, so let's go to the finale. Um, And, you know, obviously the finale has got to be in three parts. We got Control, we got Chaos, and then we got Conquest. Like, I mean, this is just the stupidest fucking thing in the world, right? Yes. Yes. So let's talk about Control. And Control, this is something I will never understand the challenge doing. You're in a finale. Why are we all working together? Like, what is the point? It's control. Or no, wait, is it control? Yes, it's control. Yeah, that's why it's control. They can just make shit up like this all the time. It's so dumb. Again, to your point, it's the final. We haven't worked as one cohesive team this entire season. Yep. And like something like which is crazy is like, obviously Corey fucked up huge. He got no penalty from that. Really? Like well, compared to anyone else. They voted. I mean, obviously he went into the elimination. I get that. But like, if he would, if, if that was like Jay, for example, 
would Jay have been voted in, you think, or no? No. And, like, I, I get your point. Like, Corey didn't have, like, some sort of time penalty that he's now carrying with him for the rest of the final. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't understand why they didn't just do something like get whatever rope, solve your – like, solve a freaking puzzle. Like, yes, you heard that correct out of my mouth. Get somebody to solve a puzzle. Like, come on. Like, why are they working as a team? It makes no sense. And Also, it makes no sense how – if they're on a team and somebody drops an orange rope, why can't another person pick it up? Yeah, I thought they were on the same team. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. I mean, that's such a – that's me before we. It's not we before me. Like, come on. It's so. it's it's pretty stupid. Um, I don't know. I mean, you just have all of these people that are still working together. Um and like, I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm glad that we only got one part of it, like one little thing. But again, like we just didn't need this. I remember looking up at the clock and it was, I think, 830 by the time we got to the first elimination. We didn't need 30 minutes to get to that point. My thing is this. I just don't get the point of it. Like, why have that part of the finale? They had to match it up with the control, and of course they lose because they've been losing money every time control is mentioned. So essentially, I think production just saved what, like twenty grand. Well, they were just like, "Hey guys, we're over budget. We need to do this. Somebody pull the rope off Corey's back. Uh, we can't let them win this." And uh, what I think bananas next year. What would have made it more interesting was like I wish they would have done this in the actual control phase of the season is like if you're going to put 15,000 or 20,000 whatever it was like if they don't complete this they lose that money like make it a full swing make it if they get it if they finish the challenge and they win that money and they mm -hmm. add that money to their pot I wish they would have done that for like every single thing instead it's just like a, a lose-lose situation um, so it's just like there's nothing really to get out of it aside from just like fucking up the mentalities of everybody there well, also, like, is this the lowest amount of money won since Bananas? Take the money and run. Two fifty tonight. I feel like it's not that much. I mean, hell, they gave out a million dollars one year. I think they're. I think they're saving up for forty. I mean, I, I think you're right, Trev. Which honestly just makes no sense. But forty million dollars. No. <laughs> $40,000. I mean, it's the rate they're going these days. You never know. 40 bucks in a Chuck E. Cheese gift card. They get a couple, they get a couple of tokens. I'm please. God. Uh, one thing I also want to talk about before uh, we actually get into the finale uh, control part um what about talking about what i'll do the money uh what i'll use the money for jay all-time clip clothes his clothing brand clothing he has a clothing brand well he's restarting it <laughs> what is it called dunk surf and he and he's starting a surf camp <laughs> exactly dunk surf forgot about that god for the kids like i'm just picturing him on the surfboard like the weather outside is weather. Like, just completely. 
exactly. Like, he, he, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about Jay. He is a piece of shit. So let, let's just do the first going. the first the first challenge because that leads to Jay going home. All right. What what else do we need to talk about the first challenge? Grabbing the ropes. I felt like we already kind of talked about that. Okay, so they grab the ropes. I mean, you're right. There's not a ton to touch on. They grab the ropes, bring them back. Corey basically says there's one color that there's nine of them, which is like three times the rest of them. So he says, I'll take them back. He drops one rope on the way back, and then they basically tell him, like they see the rope. He doesn't know. And they tell Corey, like, go back. You have to get your rope. And then they have 60 minutes total to do this. So by the time Corey goes all the way back, gets his rope, comes back to the big old puzzle station, they just run out of time. So like they, even if they would have done the puzzle in like two minutes, they still needed more time, but they really didn't even get started on the puzzle, thankfully. And it was just kind of a, a shit show. Why, why weren't they allowed to start the puzzle like beforehand? Like they it's, had to wait for all the pieces. That makes no sense. It seemed like TJ literally made that rule up as it happened to keep them from keeping the money. Are they in that much debt? <laughs> Have you seen the ratings? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Have you seen who's on this season? Like, they couldn't have cost that much money. And speaking of cast list and all that stuff, is this the worst finale group of all time? Yes. yes. Like, they suck. Not one of them saw... Narice was the only person who saw Elimination. And that was late in the game where... I don't even want to count it as like a, a true elimination, very fresh meat elimination esque. I know Alex loves that season. Um, God, this cast sucks. God, it's awful. All right, so then then what happened? So they 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 all finish. They lose the money. They're all mad, and then TJ says that collectively they all have to cast their vote for somebody to send into elimination. They all kind of go around and the majority of them vote for Corey. And then TJ tells Corey that he has the chance to call in anybody with him into elimination. So Corey is the vote and he calls in Jay, which was kind of surprising, I feel like. Um, But he calls in Jay. They go into elimination and it's a puzzle obstacle course type thing. And Corey wins. And I mean, this was one of the highlights of the episode was just Jay going home. So what's our takeaway from that sort of 10, 15-minute stretch of Corey calling out Jay, beating Jay, and then Jay, you know, his big old season coming to an end here? I think the only thing you can say is, thank you, Corey. Like, I mean, huge, huge. The fact that Jay, and I think why it was even sweeter was his little interaction at the end where he lost and like kind of hit the blocks off to the sides and was just like, God damn it. Like he looked like a just a will guy, just really upset. It was awesome. He's just he's such a little bitch. Corey kind of pissed me off for a second when like they got to the voting and you could tell he was trying to plead his case for why he shouldn't get voted in, even though he was the sole reason why they all just lost 20 grand. Um but then he took out Jay, and the sun started shining again. So, yeah, I mean, th- this was a moment that we've been kind of 
talking about and and hoping for for probably eight to ten weeks now. Like when Jay was really getting steamed during the season of just, you know, everybody falling in line and just being a little bitch week after week. Like we were talking about what we were rooting for the most was him to go home. I don't think it was like there's there's ways that like he could have gone home that like we would be laughing about even more. Like if he had just died out, gassed out in a final or whatever, um, or, you know, lost in a hall brawl. But still, like he'd lost. He's gone. He was the last person out of all seven people in a final. There were four girls who finished ahead of him for the season. And I mean, just fuck Jay. He sucks. He doesn't get to win. You know, he said, he even said it like, I, I wanted my perfect season where I didn't go into elimination. Now, Corey, you're making me work, man. Like, yeah, you should fucking work for this. I know nobody on the season besides Norris has done work for this. But guess what? You have to go into elimination. You can't man up against a very beatable person like Corey. So I'm sure, unfortunately, I'm sure we'll see Jay again. I don't want to, but, you know, hopefully he puts some hair plugs in by then. So the surf camp isn't starting anytime soon. Let's go. I got a question for you about Jay. Will he ever get to another final again? That's a good question. This was a cupcake layup season. This season was made for someone like Jay to make it all the way, where you don't have to put up or shut up. You just have to have all these little friends who are mindless idiots that do whatever the hell you say, and he was able to coast to the finals. That's not what the challenge typically is. You know what else I find very funny about Jay and I, I would love a true stat on this. Do you think Jay's appearance in the finals was the shortest finals appearance of all time? Hmm, like duration-wise? Yeah, because if you think about it, you the first thing that's um, was only an hour long, and then they got right into the elimination. So I'm thinking like true time was like two and a half hours, two hours. Was he there for shorter than the length of the episode? I think some might say. That's a good like, question. I'm trying to think because, you you know, it's not uncommon to, like, get people quitting or gassing out in a final. But usually that's, like, after at least half a day. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was only, like, two hours. <laughs> I'm also picturing going back a little bit. TJ's like, you guys got an hour. And then because of the budget cuts, they're just like, you have five minutes left. It's like, it's he's, like he's like giving updates every five minutes, but then he just starts speeding them up. <laughs> you guys got 60 seconds. God. Uh, so Jay leaving us, um, I think we can all say one of the best things to happen this season. Bye-bye, Absolutely. Jay. Bye bye. Hope to see you never. Don't take yeah. it easy. Hope you get eaten by a shark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on, we leave control and we go to chaos, which chaos is the whole partner thing. Uh, the first challenge that they did was the very not so uh, not so fast uh, esque thing where the rope is tied into kind of like those hamster balls, and then they got a unravel it and push the uh hamster ball across the finish line 
Thoughts on this one? Pretty straightforward challenge. I think this one was fine. Nothing too crazy by any means. Um, thoughts? Nothing too crazy. <laughs> I mean, well, I was I was going to ask you guys like how do you how do you think we should cover chaos here? Should we do like five checkpoints? The five checkpoints like rapid fire, and then talk about kind of the final standings. I think we do that. Okay. 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 First so, one is very straightforward. Not so fast. Pretty quick. Uh, step two was the kayak in the puzzle. Which, that kayak, did you see that map that they drew? Yes. I felt like the kayak was like 100 meters. Like, it was so short. Um, step three was trivia. Um... Kind of a weak trivia again. Um, and then step four was the eating. And then step five was we didn't get to step five yet, right? This was where we kind of ended off. They started drinking and then they left, correct? So I think so. Out of those five things, right? No, I, 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 I might have fucked that up. I think step five was when they roll the ball onto the thing. Oh. Yeah, but did we finish that? Yeah. Yes, because Emmanuel's in first place after mm. all. Gotcha. The ball rolling. So, where do we want to go with this? Like, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. The kayaking. I just wish it was like instead of like multiple. You know, I guess what we had like five or six levels. Why didn't we just get like? I'm thinking like going back to like free agents, like three really tough things where you got a huge running portion, then you got a huge climbing one, and then a huge kayak one. Like I feel like it's so like dumb, well, like quick. I, I agree, and I think that's what bothered me the most about this episode is they basically did five checkpoints in chaos because everybody needs to be partnered with everybody. And yep. because they're doing this weird, like, you know, every like all the guys are playing with all the girls. You can't like split it up because like you said, in free agents, you go into the final, there's three guys, there's three girls. So it's like there's three checkpoints, there's three partner possibilities. And I like that because you can really focus on each of the three of them and be like, all right, Bananas is partnered with Laurel for this 20, 25 minute segment. And like, actually, like it's a longer, harder thing. It's not like some stupid kayak puzzle. And they basically did the same thing for this but with five people. So they had to really cram it in. There's girls with girls. There's guys with guys. Like it just kind of fucks up the whole thing. And like when you have five of them instead of three, you just have to kind of rush through them. And so I just like, I think they should have done a better job, like thinking this through and who knows, maybe if a girl goes home in the first leg and they have three guys, three girls, then they kind of do a more free agents type thing. But I just think not having a good plan about like the, the guy to girl ratio and then leading into this level really kind of fucked them up because they had to just speed through it, which I hate. Yeah. And I think this brings back, I think Andy brought this up earlier in tonight's episode was just the amount of people that we have. It's just too many. Like it should be shorter, but yes. So Andy, anything you want to talk about these checkpoints? I mean, you guys hit the nails on the head for the most part. It was very hard to follow. I didn't, I really didn't enjoy it at all. It was just one big hodgepodge of who's, who's partner. Um, 
at each checkpoint was just kind of dumb in my mind. Like the rope one seemed incredibly hard to get the rope done and to carry it the whole way. But then the ball one seemed super easy. So I think there was really just like no consistency across the board. A whole lot of luck in my mind in terms of who you're partnered with on any given <coughs> checkpoint, which a final should not be a lot of luck, you know? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I did like how TJ actually drew partner names. I think I did bring that up. That Thank God, finally, in the finale, we got that. Did he only do that once, though? No. I think he did it. I think he did it a few times. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he did it like the last two because he was just like, all right, let's, let's get these people together. (laughs) So, um, so yeah. And that was kind of the episode, right? Now we're kind of off the, uh, you know, I think if we want to talk about where we think the standings are, I don't think there's a clear cut. You know, I I think one is pretty clear cut right now. And then everybody else is below that. Um, but they didn't give us, you know, I feel like in the past they'd give us kind of like a little cheat sheet of like, Oh, this, here's this person's, you know, Oh, they're in first place. This person's in second, you know, so on and so forth. But, um, let, let me go this route with you though. Just like thinking about who we think has the highest chance of winning. I've watched quite a few challenge, challenge finales in my day as you two have. Does it not feel like, after all the bullshit that Emmanuel went through to get this number one spot, his only real reward is going to be like a five-minute head start from second place for whatever the hell Conquest is. If that. Like, I, I think being in first place now that we're entering Conquest, it's got to be 1v1, v1, 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 because I have so many damn contestants still. But I don't think him being in first place is going to be – a lock for him to win it all i guess that's what I'm to get at. i i feel like the gap is so much bigger i really do but what what i'm saying is is it total time for everything or is it total time for these two and then the only thing it boils down to is conquest is starts fresh everything's from here on out emmanuel gets yeah i i think it would be bullshit and i think they did it two seasons ago where they were like oh emmanuel you were up an hour on the next in second place, you will start first and then the next person will go in three minutes or whatever. Like that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That That's dumb to me. It should just be added time. Like the good old days when little Johnny beat bananas up the mountain, but little Johnny didn't win like cause of total time. So forget but, but let me ask you guys this. Cause I, I might've missed it there at the end of the episode. Um, Emmanuel has to pick somebody to go into elimination. Is that correct? Correct. Do we know how the second person is determined at all? Probably the person voted in chooses. Okay. So if you're in probably safe would be my guess. Yeah. She, he, TJ said, Emmanuel, you're the only one safe. Correct. So the other five people are all on the table. If you're him, who do you pick? Corey. You also, to, to kind of what we were just talking about, you don't know necessarily like, not only do you not know who's in second place, who's in third place, you don't know if that even matters at all. I, w- I don't know if I would pick Corey. I think I would pick. Corey seemed like he was in second place. Really? I thought Norris still was in second. I think Norris and 
I think Norris. I mean, I feel like Corey has to be in second because I think I think Berna, Berna timed out a couple times, Norris timed out a couple times, and Colleen and Mariah did too. True. Okay. I don't hate I don't that. Know. So. So you think he goes for Corey, then Corey gets to pick one of the girls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're Corey, then who do you pick? Probably the girl that you have the best chance of just beating, right? Correct. He would I'd probably think... choose Berna, or he would probably choose Colleen. Yeah. Oh, no, I disagree. You think? Uh, what's her name? Um, I think he goes for Mariah or Norris. Yeah, Mariah. Colleen and Berna proved that they are not going to win this thing, even if it's clean slate. They just have a time penalty. Like, I wouldn't pick Norris actually because she's won two eliminations. I would pick Mariah and not think twice about it. But I would also. If I'm in Corey's shoes and I know that there's a good chance that Aman Al is going to pick me, I'm telling him before he votes, if you pick me, I'm picking Berna. Mm-hmm. Because Aman Al and Berna seem to be tied at the hip. And if he says, I'm going to take out your number one, right as we're about to go into conquest, it might actually be enough for Emmanuel to not pick him. Interesting. Anything else? Is there any way? I'm just trying to. I know this. I um. I'm trying to look ahead to next week. Is there any way that Emmanuel picks somebody, and then they somehow make it a three-person elimination, and two people go home? Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about the, the the start of next week's episode minus like ten minutes, however long the elimination takes. You still have five people who are competing individually. That's kind of a lot. I feel like they're going to chop down another one of those at some point to end up with basically four people going to the final checkpoint. Top three, mm-hmm. the last person doesn't get anything. I don't know if they'll do five people for that. Look, look at how they started chaos. It was one person was getting, a, or I guess started conquest, where the first elimination, one person got sent home. But then the next two, two people got sent home. They could easily throw it up. Like if Corey gets voted in, they could, like Teach could say, pick two people to go in elimination with you. One of you safe. Yeah. I think it's very possible. I don't know if it's probable. I really hope it is. That would actually make for a hell of a start to the actual finale. But they definitely could. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just like as, a viewer of the very final challenge. I don't like having to keep up with four or five people. Like the smaller number of people, the better, in my opinion. Absolutely. Agreed. There's just too many people. There still is. Yeah. And that and that's the problem. Like right now, the amount of people should be what we're going into maybe the finale first elimination. Yes. 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 All right. Should we get into some segments? Let's do it. All right, Alex, what do we got tonight? Um, So the first one I wanted to bring up, because I know you guys talked about it last week, um, and we had talked about it the week before, um, (laughs) is home turf. Are we just kind of – are we just retiring that as like a thing that we're interested in? I know last week was Kara. I think Andy watched it. I know this week was 
Amanda for some godforsaken reason. I didn't watch it. I'm guessing neither of you guys did. I don't know if you are wrong. You watched the Amanda thing? Amanda, 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 Amanda show. Yes. All right, let's hear it. Better than Kara, worse than CT. Kara's was just like mind-numbingly boring in my mind. Amanda's still sucked, and I honestly don't think you two should waste your time watching it. Um, I'll just try to sum it up. She was born into a very regular family. That was a trope of the episode, a la mom, dad, and a brother. Um, the mom left when she was like in her teens, I guess, and she hasn't heard from her in like 12 years. Um, so then it was her and her dad. She thought she was going to have a quote, normal family. Guess what? She has a kid. Dad's MIA. Um, so she's now the mother and the father. Her friends got her a little father's day gift as part of the episode because she's the father too. Um, her dad passed away in 2022 RIP T's and P's. Um, but I guess she's always just been a big reality show. Oh, Big reality show fan. She was always nervous about her freckles. And when she was growing up, she would put like a shit ton of makeup on to just like cover them up. And when she went to her in-person interview for MTV, they noticed it and they said, wash off all your makeup. You're beautiful. And that was, you know, a big, a big moment for her to just embrace who she is and love her body. Um, since then, she's been on a couple shows. Um, she knows she's portrayed as this huge bitch, but she's really just like a normal girl. Ask any of her friends. Wow. I mean, what a recap. It sounds like you maybe watched it and rewatched it. I think you might have taken notes. Watch it. Actually, don't watch it. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, wow. I think, I think McCord said it best. How do they go from CT to two episodes later? going to fucking amanda well you know who's who's on the slate who literally might be this upcoming weeks it's not bananas. is it big t i don't know if it's this week or not but i know she's got one and talk about somebody who i just do not give a fuck to listen about where she's from or anything <laughs> about her i never want to hear how can they even gather like enough footage to put together for a 45 minute youtube video i don't understand that uh great question so i've decided uh for the remainder of this episode i threw on home turf now but i'm not listening with audio i'm just watching with subtitles and i'm watching amanda get into her car right now she works at like a prison right did you not bring that up you didn't say that right she's no. wearing like a bulletproof vest and stuff like that it's actually a stab vest Stab vest, excuse me. Sorry, I, I like I said, don't have yeah. audio. Um, she works as a nurse in a prison, but she also worked at Twin Peaks before she started on the show. <laughs> um, what is what 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 is that? Is that like a hotel? Hooters knockoff. Oh, come on. Um, but she ended the episode there with all of her besties that I think she called her like tribe or community or some random shit like that. She's like, oh. I'm finally home at Twin Peaks with all the other coworkers. I mean, 
Are you sure you didn't take notes and enjoy this? No. God. Wait, wait, wait where is she uh, from? Colorado, born and raised. God, all right. It's all great right. because in the summer you get a lot of sun and in the winter you get the snow and you get to go tubing. Jesus Christ. Alex, what else we got tonight? All right. So I do see someone in the chat mentioned it, and I know you guys mentioned it last week, about the Twitter poll, the STP Twitter poll. Oh, um, the Twitter poll. <laughs> you know, it kind of gets lost in the sauce, but we did have a Twitter poll go out tonight. Exactly. I, I don't. We didn't mention this on the pod earlier, you know, as part of the segment, but thankfully we had a poll going out tonight. Um, so the poll that I tweeted out about an hour and a half ago, um, looks like it was right before Jay lost. So I said, are you guys happy to see Jay eliminated? Um, and the poll options we were go. yes. Go ahead. Yes, no, and fuck yes. Do you we're want to guess the percentages? We're not guessing the percentages. You can guess the percentages for the percentage that said no. I would say I'd say there's probably, I don't know, like 48 votes. There's probably 49 votes as of right now, hypothetically speaking, just under 50. And my guess would be maybe two people voted for no, and that was probably Jay and his mom. So I'm going to say 4%. Yeah, 4% said no. 39% said fuck yes, and 57% said yes. So it seems like everybody was happy to see Jay go home. There we go. And that was Talking Jay. That was Talking Jay. Uh, we'll be we'll get on the Twitter poll for next week. Um, but our next one is This Day in Challenge History. Oh, my God. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm watching Home Turf, and they're showing clips from Are You the One Season 2. I'm guessing this is when she's like, oh, I want to be a reality star or whatever. Jay punching – or what was it? Nate. Nate. Nate punching the wall and crying. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that little bitch boy, Nate. When yeah, I was home, I didn't even think about it. Oh, that was smirk. All right. Sorry, Alex. All right. So on this day in challenge history in 2017, seven years ago, uh, episode three of Invasion, the daily challenge, I'm not fucking around. The name of it was Shell Shocked. <sighs> I'm unbeaten in Mario Party. And was that the Corey episode where so Heisman wouldn't vote? First nope. first trivia question is who were the male and female winners? And I'll give you a hint by saying that these two people were at one point a challenge like team. Like Bananas and Sarah were on a team together like that. Was it? It had to have been pre-invasion, then, correct? Pre or post? I'm not going to say. I feel like post. There's just not a lot of two-person teams. That's what makes me say that. Um. So it's on invasion episode three. A guy won and a girl won, and those two people were Ashley and Hunter, challenge partners. Ashley and Hunter. Yeah. Wow. What a poll. I'm not gonna lie, Ashley came across my screen. <laughs> so no, I'm not watching the episode. PEDs, PEDs. That's fine. All right. So so all right, there's Hunter. There's there's more to this. So Ashley and Hunter won 
Eventually, Corey won the elimination. Who did he send home? Heisman. He wouldn't jump. Derrick Henry, right? Isn't that his name? Not Derrick Henry. I mean, this is just a bad look. Um, I don't, I don't know. I thought it was Derrick Henry. It was somebody who wouldn't jump. No shit. I know exactly the elimination. Oh, yeah, that is a bad look. Honestly, I exactly. Um, I can picture him. It was Theo. Theo. It wasn't. It wasn't Theo with the eye, though. No, it was not. It was not good Theo. It was bad Theo. I don't even remember bad Theo. Well, you probably don't remember who Jenna beat then. Thea, Jenna, Sylvia beat no. somebody in the same elimination, and her name was Anika. Don't even remember. That's, That's an actual name. person. Uh, all right, so that was Invasion, and then I'll just go ahead and read the episode description for Challenge 2000, 24 years ago. There's no trivia question. Uh, episode, episode 5, which was called Redneck Games. And here's the description. Amaya's personality begins to annoy some of her teammates. The teams are given their next clue and are informed that they will be competing in the redneck games. Heather and David get angry when the road rules team appears to cheat during the pie eating contest. The referee seems to acknowledge this, but says similar cheating on the part of real world balanced everything out. Amaya throws a fit over having to bob for pig's feet as it, as it's against her religion, further annoying her teammates. She ends up doing the challenge anyway, but Road Rules is still declared the winner. Morale for Road Rules is considerably higher while the real-world team continues to bicker. So MTV made this poor girl go against her own religion and eat, like, pig? Did I hear yeah, that correctly? And then her team got annoyed at her. Jesus Christ. That's awesome. Damn. Wait, was the pig's feet piggy? I don't think so. It was unclear. <laughs> Cannibalism. God. All right. What, what, what's our next segment we got let's, let's do MVP, LVP. MVP, LVP time. You guys know what to do. First one that we get will be the order of tonight's MVP, LVP. I just got to Invasion now. She's talking about her and uh, who is she walking on the beach with? Nellie T. All right. We got Alex, Trev, Andy from Mikey the Doctor. Um, so, Alex, MVP tonight. Who you got? My MVP for episode 18, I'm just going to go with Emmanuel. I think he's in the best spot. He, out of the five checkpoints, was in first place, I think, for at least four of them. Maybe, yeah, I think four. Um, he's just in a really good spot. He's obviously making the big decision to kind of start us off next week. Um, 
So I just think he he's doing really good, and he has a great shot at winning, especially now that Jay's gone. So I think it's really between him and maybe Corey and Maurice to win it all, but I think he's just in the best spot looking ahead. So I'm going to go MVP Emmanuel. Good pick, good pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Corey as my MVP. With Corey because he's the thing that nobody had the balls to do, and that's send in Jay. And not only did he send in Jay, he sent his ass packing. So, yes, he fucked up during tonight's episode. He's still in a good position for the finale, but sending Jay home, that goes automatically to my number one list. Corey's my MVP. Very good pick. Um, You know, I'm in between... I'm in between two. All right. My MVP for tonight's going to be um, a person that I've been very critical of in the past, um, but I thought they had a very good showing tonight, and that's going to be TJ. TJ was kind of just like steezing all over the place tonight, looking like old school TJ, just really just cool looking guy. Multiple times throughout the episode, they had like, like when they were eating, it was like TJ's special soup or like TJ's like sriracha shots. It was all like, there were little notes of like TJ this, TJ that. And he was just full on steeze mode tonight. And I don't I can't remember the time or a time that we've um seen that from him. So I think he deserves my MVP. Good pick, good pick. LVP? Uh my LVP for tonight. Um you know, there's a couple options, but <clears throat> I've gotta give it to the Biggest little bitch I think that I can recall seeing since that little fuck who played t- football at the University of Tennessee came on my screen. My LVP pick for tonight is going to be Jay. He's just such a little bitch. I cannot stand him. He's got such a punchable face, punchable demeanor, punchable fucking personality. The guy just sucks. I can't stand him. I don't think anyone – I think everyone on the cast was fed up with his bullshit. He's just, like, he's two-faced. He's fake. He's not good at the challenge. Like, you name a negative way to describe somebody who's a contestant on the show, and Jay fits the bill. That's what he is. He's just such a piece of shit. Chattanooga. I'm so happy he's gone, and I hope we never see him again. I mean, I was going to pick that. One of the worst competitors – on this season, glad we don't have to talk about him, see him ever again for this season. LVP tonight for me, I think my LVP is going to be the format. Uh, I think the finale format is just trash. Uh, I think they're just throwing shit at the wall and like it's it's lazy writing um and i don't know i just I, it's so stupid to me um there's just too many people there's 
just so much going on. Let's go back to the glory days. Let's just bring four people to a finale, battle it out, the end. Too complicated now. So, format is my LVP. Great pick. That's a good pick. Um, I'm going to go LVP. I was between uh, Berna. I'm not going to go with Berna. Instead, I'm going to go with kind of the reason that we're all here tonight. I'm going with Adam Meadows. Failing on the solo pod, it should be him here uh, all by himself. Instead, uh, you know, we're we're all picking up the slack. No surprise. It wasn't on the chalkboard. Um, So I'm going Adam Meadows because not only did he bail, but I mean, at this rate with, you know, the rules that we've thrown out there, who knows when we'll see him back again. So, yeah, if ever. So I'm going LVP Adam Eatos. Great pick. Can I rattle off just a couple honorable mentions that I had? So you mentioned it. I did have uh, honorable mention LVP Berna. I also had LVP honorable mention Colleen's partner. Because essentially, like Trev mentioned, the format meant if you're paired up with Colleen, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. You can't do anything about it. You're going to get the time penalty. And it's a nod to how stupid the format is. It's a nod to how bad Colleen is. So I had to make a mention for Colleen's partner. Um, And then my honorable mention for MVP. I really wanted to give this over Tej, but Tej deserved it both from what he's done and just for me in general. But honorable mention, the dab. Did anyone see the dab come out from a man wall? He wanted checkpoint two. He gave like a triple dab. I it's think 2024. We, I think we tweeted about that. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. Any honorable mentions, Alex? Uh, I don't think so. I think we. It's it's tough when you're this late, but I think I think we got them all. Okay. So, kind of the last thing for tonight. Do we just want to give our final prediction after seeing episode one of the finale? Uh, I, I think the best thing to do, I don't want to do one, first, second, and third. Let's just do a straight up winner. Who we got? Alex, I'll start with you. I will go with Emmanuel. Um, and I think what makes it tough is that I, I don't want to go chalk with like the first overall, you know, standings, but. If I think about like who's in second and third, I couldn't even tell you because they all kind of got fucked over at different points. Like, like we said, like Berna was in last; she's about ready to quit. Like Mariah got stuck in last place for a few times. Like, if I had to guess, it would be Corey's in second place, but like, I wouldn't feel good about picking him. So I don't know. I just something I'm guessing will change like really big in the first half of next episode, where like Emmanuel suddenly is in second place or like his lead is very small, but. I guess for now, I'm just going to say to win it all as a manual. That's a good pick. I'm not going to follow suit just because I don't want to. Not to say, Trev, you don't have to, but I think one of the most attractive things, no homo, about a manual is not that he's in first, but that he is guaranteed to be finishing the final or at least have the opportunity to finish the final. Like anyone else that's picked could get sent home before Conquest. Emmanuel's yeah. not in that. Um, category but 
I'm going to give it to Norris. I just think she kind of has the – it's a big comparison, but almost like Pat Mahomes vibe to her where she could be down and out, she could be fucked, but she's just going to find a way to fucking win. That's that's kind of what I've seen. Granted, that's really only based off the two eliminations that she was won, but in the final, you have to have a sixth gear to kick it into. When you want to quit, you want to go home, you don't know if you can do it. You have to find that sixth gear to win it. And I think Norris has showed us that she has that gear. And I trust that if it's now in a 1v1v1v1 finish, she's got my money on her. Yeah, if I if I had to go one person and can't repeat those two, uh, I might as well close my eyes and reach into a bag and pick out the, the next person. So I'll pick... Without saying uh, Nuris and not saying Corey, or uh, not seeing um, Emmanuel, it's got to be Corey that I have to pick. So there's no reason. I don't think he will, but just going for the third uh, option, I, I, I have to pick that. I also think another winner of next week is us, that we don't have to record this anymore for the season. So surprising MVP for us. Reunion? That might be never mind. We'll we'll get to that. Yes. Yes. All right. Anything else from tonight's episode? Um <laughs> oh no, no, no. I think I'm good. I think it was a pretty good episode overall. We are in the finale. We know that next week is the last episode. They're done with the three parter bullshit. So we're halfway there, boys, and we're almost done. There we go. Alex, anything? We're, we're almost fucking there. One more. Let's go. Got One last thing. I'm on the part with spies, lies, and allies now, Andy. Amanda making out with Fezzy? Comments? LVP Amanda. Oh, quick changeup. Dumb life choice. Wow. Might want to go get checked. All right, well, thank you guys for listening to a brand new Stir the Pod podcast. Shout out your host, Trevor. You can follow us on Twitter at Stir the Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Stir underscore the underscore pod. Thank you, guys. Love you, guys. Shout out to Uffy. Bye-bye. Love you, guys.